Welcome to Raw the Podcast with Amy and Grecian, where we talk real and raw with mamas who have had to fight and be fierce, who have been thrown curveballs and faced adversity. We discuss everything from premature birth and NICU life, special needs and infant loss, to those everyday mum life struggles we all feel. Nothing is off topic. We hope that by opening up and being vulnerable, we can break down the walls and start to remove some of the shame and stigma associated with these traumatic experiences while helping other mamas feel less alone. I'm Amy, special needs and medical mama to Premier Boys James and Jack. I'm the founder of my own small business and support network, Miracle Mama, where I advocate fiercely for the infertility, Premier and special needs community. And I'm Grecian, mama of four girls, including two full-termers, Adeline and Macy, and a set of Premier twins, Hannah and Riley, born at 25 weeks. I'm an IVF warrior and am passionate about sharing the unfiltered ups and downs of motherhood. We don't share your average mama stories, and this isn't your average podcast. Raw is unrefined and breaks through the bullshit of navigating guilt, grief, and trauma. I mean, let's be honest, we've been through more shit than some could even imagine, so at this point we don't really have a filter. But with this being said, please note we do talk about sensitive topics in our episodes, which we know can be distressing. We give this warning simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Please take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. And lastly, let us assure you that it's not all bad and sad. It's a place to have real and raw conversations. Ask those questions that may be playing on your mind. And above all, we hope to shine a light on the life-changing perspective and appreciation that only these experiences can give you. We share the overwhelming joys and triumphs that our little miracles bring to our lives. And we discuss the inspiration and hope we have gained from this community. While our experiences are individually unique, we are forever a part of something truly special, a community of fierce mama bears and their cubs navigating the storm, and together we'll roar. Welcome back to Roar the Podcast. Hi, Grecian. Hi, Amy. You sound delightful. I am so delightful right now. You caught the flu. <laughs> yeah, I call it the girls. Influenza A, which is shitter than COVID. Like that's saying something. It's saying something big. And you know what? Macy just drank out of Riley's drink bottle just before um, we jumped on here. So I'm just gonna wait now until it's Macy's Macy's turn as well. Is she the only one that hasn't got it yet? Well yes. I believe so. She had the adenovirus, whatever yeah. else came up in that test earlier yeah. in the week. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where you say it. You guys but have yeah, had she's such a rough run with sickness. I think it's everyone been, has. Yeah, well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but like the viruses that you guys have had have been the hard ones. They're really yeah. nasty ones. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So I think we did, I think it was let's go influenza B first and then COVID and then we had a two-week break, which was lovely, and then now influenza A. Yeah, and ones that hit parents too. Like I find sometimes oh, yeah. a lot of the viruses that the boys get, I don't even get any symptoms. No. But no, you, nothing. you and Justin have both been unwell too. So Yeah, and it's crap parenting when you're sick. Yeah, well, when you're Absolutely bedridden, crap. you can't. Yeah, At least I'm you out of bed you now. You two have taken it in shifts, haven't you? Yeah. He was sick first. Yeah. Mm. And then I was really grumpy at him. But then when it hit me last night and this morning, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's always okay. the way, isn't it? You're like, I understand. I'm flu. so sorry. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I literally thought it was man flu, but now I'm like, okay, now I know why Riley was crying from all the aches and the stuff yeah. and why he was in bed. So I'll give him that one. Yeah, sorry, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do believe you now. Yeah. 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 Then what's been happening with you? Um, where, well, I feel like we've come out of the other side of the acute illnesses. Um, that's good. Yeah. James is definitely over whatever viruses we had. Jack's good. just his chronic stuff now, really. So yeah. he's, yeah. Um, I don't know, week six or seven of a chronic wet cough as I think we've actually talked about this in the winter episode. Mm. Yep. Just so a still going from then. Yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks on. Um, he's just gotten to the point now, though, that he he's so breathless he can't even sort of run from one room to the other without. I saw just that. Cough, cough, oh, cough, 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 cough. And it's just constant. Um, yeah, I think we're kind of – we've finished a four-week course of antibiotics and the doctors are sort of thinking about the next step for him. Um Unfortunately, with his lung damage, it's they're very hot onto any cough that's longer than four weeks that doesn't respond to antibiotics. So we just yep. see what happens. See but what it's it heartbreaking. Brings. I can't even like I go to school pickup and we only walk like maybe two hundred meters, and he just mm. coughs the whole time at pickup, and everyone's just staring at me, because, looking you know, at you, yep, mm, judging yep. me. For bringing out a sick kid, he's not—he's not contagious. Not this contagious, very lo- though, but it's chronic, yeah, long term. But I can yep. understand. But it, if I can't even leave the house with him because he can't do anything active without coughing. So mm. very isolating at the moment, and just hard seeing him struggle. Yeah, yeah, it is so hard. And when they can't express how they're feeling as well mm. like I find Riley just we're like what's sore where's sore what's going on like I'm yeah. getting frustrated at you just screaming at me like yeah. I just I wish you could tell me like my throat hurts or like I'm achy or yeah like it hurts when I cough but no there's nothing yeah that language development and yes. understanding is just not not there, there. yeah where we're finding it the opposite with Jack because he's otherwise so healthy and well mm. and happy <laughs> he it's trying to get him to stop like he's just yeah where did we go I don't know where we went and he oh we went to an open house because we're still struggling to find that's another story anyway yep. we went to an open house like an inspection and um he was running around in the in the backyard and he was just cough 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 coughing and kept going just keeps going and one of the mm. people that were there with like looking at the house, I knew them and it's just like, oh, he just doesn't he doesn't pull himself up, does he? He doesn't get it that he's keeps going struggling so much. And he just yeah, and it's, he just James doesn't keep. help because <laughs> James just They egg each other. Yeah, on. exactly. Um yeah. but yes, it's trying to like Jack has no it's just no understanding of when he's struggling and when he needs to have fart take five and catch his breath like you should yep. see him sometime he's just he's about to vomit and he's still running oh, but he's still trying to run <laughs> he just wants to keep up with oh, everyone typical toddler fear of missing out I know yeah 100 percent. all right so speaking of behaviors and all of this um yeah this week we're going to be talking about therapies so not just therapies, I guess, um, all of the emotional, sensory, behavioural stuff um, that we have experienced with our 
main two, I should say, all of our kids, but yeah. mostly obviously all Riley and Jack. Um, yeah. And yeah, touch on therapies and our personal experience with therapies, um, things like, you know, oral aversions, which I know we both can touch on. Definitely the sensory stuff. We're going to talk about poo. Mm-hmm. We've said we're going to talk about poo for All so poo. long. Poo, 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 poo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just emotional regulation, a little bit on physiotherapy, speech and language, and also medical trauma. Um, this is just our personal experiences, I guess, how we manage and adjust to these parts of our lives. And in the future, hopefully, we can get some therapists or specialists on to talk more about the professional side of therapies. So maybe we'll get a speech therapist or a um, OT on in the future. So we can't That'd give you great. any advice or professional education or opinion, but um, yeah, we'll give you our own experiences. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So for me, I guess um, we've been doing therapy through NDIS for, or I'd like to say 18 months-ish now. So we're a bit further down the track than you, Grecian, because I know you've only just mm-hmm. got um, just the support started. for Riley. Yeah. Um, for us, it's been, I guess in saying that, we're kind of, I'm not, we're not out the other side, but we've seen a huge improvement in Jack, even just from the past 12 to 18 months. Um especially in his speech and language, which was one of the big delays that he had. And even his feeding, actually. So his um, feeding therapy, we've seen so many improvements that we're not, I guess, going to therapies as frequently as we were. We were, you know, weekly or fortnightly for multiple different therapies at the beginning. And now we're stretching out. So some are fortnightly and some are monthly now, which is great. But I guess for you, Grecian, it's a bit more intense at the start, hey? Yeah, Yeah. it is. It's very overwhelming um, after, as you would have found as well, I guess, when we had our assessments, um, more things came up than we were ever mm, expecting. Yeah. Because with our other tests that we've done, like the Griffiths and things like that, Riley, I don't know if she was just um, masking it, that's the word, when she was in the tests, but things just, yeah, okay. they always said it was fine. Yeah. Um, that she was delayed a little bit and then since we've just started with NDIS found an amazing therapy team um, and all those assessments they've found so many more things that we need to work on and that she Mm -hmm. needs support with which is good in a way it also hurts hearing that and it also sucks because there's not enough therapists around to do the regular sessions and mm-hmm. do those things that we need so we see a physio once a week um, they have access yep. to that which is good um, but OT and speech wise they don't have any capacity south of the river where we live in Perth they just there is not enough speech therapists not enough OTs um, it's so sad available it? to do regular yeah regular sessions so I think we went on another wait list today for a different OT, which is around the corner, but there she said it was like six months wait minimum. Yeah. Um, but Are you just have you put no, your name down everywhere? We haven't because I really love our therapy team. Yeah. So oh, are they all in like the one place? They're all in the one yeah, place. Okay. So we're yeah. very very lucky. One of um, my followers who I've become quite close with with her girls 
she suggested this company. That's yeah. who she uses. And I, I want to say I fell in love straight away. So we yeah. just, I knew it was the right fit for us. Yep. Straight away. So and you need I that. didn't hear back from other teams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do. So that's why I was like, I sent out emails to everyone and anyone when we first started. Yeah. Um, didn't hear back from most of them. Yeah. This company got back to me straight away. So um, then we met them, they did their assessments and yeah, it was has been really good yeah. so far. Even though we don't have access to regular OT and speech, I would rather wait. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And, and so they obviously so hard. Yeah. They obviously had um a physiotherapist available mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. So that's what Immediately they up. had physiotherapy. Yeah. So that's yeah. what we took up. And then they were able to provide us with the mealtime assessments, the I think we still gotta do auditory processing assessment um yep. coming up. Um but she did the upper hand and upper limb assessment and a few other ones. Yeah. I lost track of which ones she did with yeah. the speech and that. but And I was like, as long as you can give us some more information so we can push to the NDIS about getting more funding, yeah, yep. then I don't care. We'll just yeah, go right. from there. Yeah. So Yeah, I definitely had similar at the beginning of our um, therapy journey too. I had to put my name on multiple wait lists. I think OT took me about eight months um, to get in with someone and then even then mm. – I didn't love them. So that's tricky yeah. because, you know, you finally think you've got a spot somewhere. Sweet, we're yeah. in. And I, like a, a few, little bit of relief. Yeah, and a few sessions in I was like, this isn't going to work. And so then I feel like I was mm. just almost back to the beginning, putting my name back on every list. Um, but similar to you, I've found somewhere very local that um, does physio and OT and um, absolutely love them. Um, you can just tell, like you said, when it's the right fit for you. Yep. And it's so important because you do spend a lot of time with these people and you want them to to listen and you want to have just like almost a casual relationship with yep. them. Yeah. That's um, exactly what it is. Yeah. That's how like I knew it was the right fit for us because mm-hmm. they were taking the time out of their day, even though they get paid through the NDIS, like, she was taking the time out of her day to check in with me, make sure I'm okay. Mm. Um, I felt more, yeah, more like a friend. They're yeah, a part of our fam- right. family yeah, almost. They do, yeah. Um, yeah, and they're a Because huge you support. see them so often. Yeah. 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 So I think that's a big thing. Yeah. People that have followed me personally for a while will know that I love our speech pathologist, like, family. <laughs> like, she is yep. the most amazing beautiful soul we every session we have a cuddle at the start and a chat and it's just she's been good for me as well as Jack like it's it makes such a big difference someone actually one of our listeners did ask how do you know if a therapist is the right fit for your child and I want to I want to put a little disclaimer there that it needs to be the right fit for you as well as your child um yeah 100% because you do you're the one there spending a lot of time with them it's the same with specialists like medical specialists I feel like Mm-hmm. You kind of know um, if it's going to work or not. And if you're not being heard or you don't feel comfortable no. being able to raise your concerns, then it's not normally not the right fit. Not the right fit. Yeah. No, no yeah. definitely not. And it's the same with Jack's feeding therapist. The, the other thing is you you want to see progress. So when I say that mm. we didn't really like the OT that we first had, a lot of that was down to the fact that like they were lovely, but I didn't 
see any benefit from what they were doing. I didn't see any progress. Yeah, and I just was, and I'm not a professional. I don't, I'm sure, like they're the experts, but I just felt like it was a little bit, the, the activities we were doing, I could have been doing and weren't At actually, yeah, weren't them. actually really yep. focusing on Chuck's needs. Um, yep. Yeah, so, yeah, I do think it's very important that you feel happy and comfortable with your therapy team and that you do go and find like it's just like medical specialist you go and get a second opinion if you if it's not the right fit because yeah and you do you spend a lot of time with them mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and when yeah. I say like when I said earlier about um you know I'm a bit further down the track and our therapies aren't as frequent I should Obviously, that's not the case for everyone. We're fortunate that Jackie is making huge leaps and bounds. making that progress. Yeah, um, in the right direction. Um, But I know that for a lot of people, this can be lifelong and even weekly for years and years. Um, So, yeah, I just want to – this is, again, this is my personal experience, our personal experience, and it's, yeah. um, Not comparing to anyone else's. No, that's right. Yeah. And so I guess with physio being the big one that you've added into your life, how are you finding the juggle then with therapy on top of all of the medical stuff and mm. life in general, like school runs and... I'm just going to laugh at that. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> just, um, yeah. So mm. she has it once a week on a Friday. We did it on a Friday so that obviously she was home, not at school. But we've, yeah, so Friday mornings are very hectic. Yeah. Um, juggling taking Addie to school if Justin's at shift or coming off night shift um making sure there's space in the house like oh, they, I yeah. like having my house tidy but I know they don't really care but they just they still need their space to work oh, so they come to um, you that's good yeah they come to us which yeah. is really really good yeah um makes it much easier because mm. obviously with the four girls one Addie's oh, yeah. at school Hannah and yeah. Macy are at home trying to juggle yeah. the Macy's nap She's been lately not napping when our physio comes, so she's, yeah. like, involved and I've got to keep her away. <laughs> Hannah's on the tablet, which yeah. is not good long-term. Like, uh, once a just, week. It's wow, a big yeah, juggle. Yeah. Oh, no, it's you more than once a week. But, yeah. <laughs> but then the OT says, don't use the tablet very often if you can avoid it. And I'm like, ah, ha, ha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good luck. It's just got to be done. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's, it's a big, big juggle. And she did want to do twice a week. Um, cause Riley does need it twice a week, mm. but I just said on top of school, two or three days a week for her plus two physio sessions, I think it's just going to be too much. Yeah. And that's good. Good on you. Cause that's great insight on your part. I know a lot of, yeah. I was one of them at the beginning. I was like, right, I want to throw everything into this. I want to give him his mm. best chance. And I drowned very quickly. Yep. So in the beginning we were doing, all of these were, I think, weekly or fortnightly. Um, feeding therapy, which is technically a speech pathologist, but they call it yep. feeding, ther- like they specialise in feeding. Um, that was in the cities as well, so it was quite a drive for me. Uh, I was also doing speech, which was the language component of that with a different speech pathologist, yep. um, which was also about a 30-minute drive. That's who, so our feeding therapist actually picked up, like you said, they start doing these assessments and they pick up other Mm -hmm. things. Other things you're not aware of. She didn't really, I don't think she really picked it up. Well, we always knew that there were things there, but a lot of Jack's sensory stuff she noticed. And obviously with his oral difficulties, she noticed a lot of sensory stuff there. 
and suggested we see an OT and she obviously suggested an OT for his medical trauma as well. Um, so then we threw in OT, I think that was fortnightly. So, yeah, and then like now we've only just recently added in physio as well. Um, and the juggle of all that. Yeah, and so I tried to I tried to do it all like at the beginning. Because you want to. You want yeah. to be that mum that gives them everything. Yep, we need to do this. And you get we that funding and it. you're like, well, we need to use it and we need to. I almost felt like I'd be judged if I didn't throw everything mm-hmm. at it, you know, like not just, you know, but even by his paediatrician and his medical specialist. Like, um, and then the NDIS, they make you feel like you have to use that funding or else we're going to take it away there, from otherwise, you. Yep, yeah. yep, next year you won't get that funding. Yeah. And, like, yeah, looking looking back, I wish I had given myself some grace like you have and said, nah, well, let's what, – what's – what's the least need and can we yep. can we stretch that out a little bit further or even just trying to I think I was just taking any appointment I could get whereas I th- now I've got a lot um, I've realized that I've got a bit more power in, in and say and that I can actually specify the days that work for me like yeah mm. I think you just get so used to the medical <laughs> the medical side of it and you're like I'll take mm-hmm. that appointment and I want it now because <laughs> yep, you do, it, else, yep. else you're waiting while it's yeah. there um Yes, they need the therapies, but you also need to be able to survive, <laughs> essentially. Yep. And balance. Yeah, and balance. Balance yep. everything. Yeah. I don't know what balance means, though. What's balance mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially, yeah. Another thing I'll just laugh at. Yeah. You with your four girls, you're incredible how you do it. Incredible. Thanks. Mm. I've got my two and I just can't even balance. That's the other thing. At the start of all of this, like trying to fit in. So James was at school and very newly at school. I think it was only he was in in reception Mm. his first year at school. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll have plenty of time. He'll be at school. I'll have all this time (laughs) to go and do all this stuff. And then you no. quickly realise the school day is so short. By the time you drop them off, by the time get you drive, them, anyway, yeah, get yep, them to your appointment or whatever. Have have lunch somewhere quickly in the car or in between appointments. You're straight back to school pickup. I've I've been so stressed. I, there was one day I can remember I was driving back from a therapy or an appointment in in the city, and I knew I was going to be late. And I was literally mm. panicking. I was having an anxiety attack on the way home because James was oh. fresh fresh in school. Yeah. You know, if I'm not there, if he can't see my face in the crowd of parents at pickup, like he's quite a sensitive, shy little guy. Sensitive little And I soul. could just imagine him yeah. standing there with tears. Like, and it was just awful. And I remember oh. running, like literally running. And as soon as he, like, I saw him and he saw me, he started crying. Oh, it was just awful. Oh, no. Uh, oh, and then you feel like the worst parent in the I world. Know, and, I know. Oh. Yeah, but it's, you do. There's the those guilts and you, the the rush of it all. Like, you, I just feel like I'm constantly in a rush trying to get to one thing. Oh, yeah, next. it's the fight or flight mode, just constantly on edge yeah. all the time. What's coming next Yeah. with everything? Yeah. You would feel like that as well. Like I said, it's not as hectic now, but it's it's all relative. Like now it's just different kind of hectics, like a lot more medical stuff for us at the moment and I feel mm. like as soon as you get one thing sorted, <laughs> something else Something else comes up. up but yeah. Um, so one of our listeners mentioned the NDIS carousel. So doing therapy with funding, then burning out from all the therapies that you want to try and get done, like mm. what we were saying. But you, and you can't stop because then they'll cut the funding if you're not using it and you're going around mm. and around in yeah, circles. So true. And then you're getting burnt out 
and it's oh the juggle and it is it is a vicious cycle like we were saying Mm -hmm. and a lot of that is a mental load on your shoulders all the time 24 7 that constant again the guilt tricky it is a big juggle This podcast episode is sponsored by Busy Books Australia, one of my personal all-time favourite therapy tools that we use to support Jack's development at home. We have been using Busy Books with both of our boys for close to two years and now have every book in their range. Over this time, we've seen the results that these fun and educational activities can have, not only on everyday childhood learning such as recognition of colours and shapes and learning to read and write, but also as an early intervention tool for specific learning delays. Since consistently using busy books at home between Jack's therapies, we have seen a significant improvement in his speech and language. On top of this, the hands-on interactive activities in this book help to develop fine motor skills and have improved Jack's ability to hold focus on a task and independently solve problems. But the best part? They are consistently fun. They allow us as parents to have some quiet time and they've withstood the test of two very busy and destructive boys in this household. As a mum who spends countless hours in waiting rooms and at appointments, these books have been a game changer as a guilt-free alternative to screen time. The quality is second to none and they are a worthy investment for developing growing minds. Busy Books Australia have generously offered our listeners $10 off when using the code RAW at checkout. And hot tip, you may also be able to use your NDIS funding to purchase. You can find out more at busybooksaustralia.com.au or by visiting them on Instagram at busybooksaustralia. Right, so let's talk about some oral aversions or sensitivities, like difficulties with different texture. With Riley, it's water, so she chokes on water. Um, and this has been an ongoing, ongoing thing, I think. I was talking to Justin the other day. So she came home from NICU on Thickener, mm. the Aptimal Gold AR, so the reflux formula, as well as Omeprazole for reflux so she's always been on thickened stuff and she didn't come off her thickened formula I think until she was two and no one ever checked her Mm. there was no check it was just come off it just do that and she has been choking on water ever since then which means she doesn't drink yeah but that would have been hiding so they would have put that on her for reflux initially right Mm -hmm. and then they Mm -hmm. go oh well the reflux she would have grown out of that at two she should have grown out yeah, of it. Yeah. But now it's probably more likely masked some other sort of mm-hmm. swallowing disorder or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you haven't had formal testing to figure out what's causing Not that? Yet. No. Is that the plan? Not yet. So we're on a, yeah. yep, again, on a wait list yeah. to get the, is it fluoroscopy? Yeah, the, the swallow yep, study. Yep. VFSS. Whatever yeah. that's called. Yep, yep that one. Um, yeah, okay. Wait, wait list for that publicly, but then we've just decided to go private. I think we just got a referral for the gastro ENT to do that swallow study yeah. privately, but then that costs, I don't even know, I don't even want to know how much that's going to cost, yeah. but otherwise we wait and I don't know how long it's going to be. It's crazy. But we only, I just don't understand why no one else has picked up on that. ENT hasn't picked up on it um, until that speech therapist did the assessment, the mealtime assessment, mm. added the thickener to her water, she stopped choking in straight yeah. away. Straight away. And we're like, what? And they can there. That's how that's how quickly it can be picked up. Yeah. It's that simple. Straight yeah. away. Well that was like with Jack. So he was it took five months for them 
from he was having recurrent chest infections in hospital frequently no viruses like they swabbed him every time mm. kept saying oh you know it's prem it's premi it's viral infections yep. That was always negative. I'm like, something else is going on. Took one. It something took one pediatrician on. to go. Let's get a speech sheet to have a listen to his swallow, and she immediately yeah. said he is so uncoordinated, and he is yeah. choking, and yeah, added thickener. Well, put a tube down his throat, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and that it just it say that was the same at the time. I was like, what all this time? Yeah, all that time, and you do one. One test like that, listening to it with a stethoscope, like yeah, and then from there the flow-on effect from that, like the swallow studies and the barium, like the airway screens, Mm -hmm. and it all made sense and it all clicked into. But Mm -hmm. it does it takes that one person to actually go. Something else is going on here. This isn't right. Um, And then it's not that oral aversion that or that choking. Obviously, she has an oral aversion now because she struggles to drink water and we have to literally fight her. Mm, yeah, because it would be painful or uncomfortable for her. water, yep. something, something's going yep. on. But now she's choking on the thickened stuff. Mm. So she's only on level one, so it's like minorly. Mild, like, yeah. It's not a mildly. word. Oh, my yeah. God. Mild, yeah, mildly. <laughs> minorly. <laughs> you can tell that I'm – I'm. <laughs> you can tell I'm all with it with influenza here. Um, You're doing well. But she – she is choking on mm. that now. So it's exactly how long do you wait? And then it's going around in circles again. Yeah, and you don't so, want it, like you said, you don't want it to become more averse. And it's hard enough to get them no. to drink thick and bloody fluids, let alone having to fight to get exactly. it in them. Oh. Yeah, so we were, I think we were just really lucky um, that Jack never developed an oral aversion, even having... Um, a tube, like even having a nasogastric tube, mm. like that's a big risk for them to become orally averse because mm. they it feels uncomfortable and they rel- start to rely on getting their nutrients, rely you on know, it. that way. Yep. Um, but Jack just always loved food, uh, loved, loved, loved food, and he still does. But with his dysphagia and his poor swallow came mm. in- incredibly uncoordinated chew as well as the swallow. So he has really yep. shitty jaw strength. Um, really poor oral motor skills. Mm-hmm. I say has, has, it's obviously massively improved with feeding therapy. So if there's one thing I can put out there to, today is that if you do have a child with poor coordination of swallow or dysphagia to look into their eating as well. So feeding therapists are amazing with supporting yep. that. Um, we went from Jack, so he was about, I reckon he was about, Around 18 months, he couldn't even chew a sandwich. He would just put pieces in his mouth and swallow or he'd move it around in his mouth until it was soft enough or dissolved enough to swallow. Um, Yeah, it was like how he managed to eat despite all of the... (laughs) Everything, everything going that on. he couldn't, or everything yeah, not couldn't going do on. with his mouth. Yeah. Like the way he just managed that, and like again, we're very lucky that he didn't just give up and go, "Nah, I don't want to put anything in my mouth." Yeah, this is too hard. And his feeding yep. therapist, she's so amazing. I just shout out to her. Um, lively eaters in Adelaide. If anyone <laughs> is in Adelaide, um, she immediately she saw she took the first session. The things that she told me, so she was like, "He needs." a feeding chair he's too all over the shop he can't concentrate on what he's Mm -hmm. doing he's too distracted by everything else he needs a like a trip trap chair where he can put his feet on on the thing and be um 
Same as Riley. Yeah, his help is yep. posture because the yeah, posture because otherwise he yep. that's 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 too much. He's putting so much effort into his eating that he can't be mm-hmm. focusing on all this other stuff as well. And now we know that he's got poor core strength as well. All of this makes sense. But um mm-hmm. and she said he's which meal is the hardest for him? And I said, definitely dinner. And she's like, yeah, because he is exhausted. By the end of the day, he is physically, his jaw yeah. is physically exhausted that he, he, and I, cause I said, I can put his favorite meal in front of him at dinner. He won't touch it because he can't, he's he just, just so exhausted. And the way she has worked, like he couldn't have anything texturally hard. He was living on purees for mm-hmm. years, like, yeah, nearly two years. I remember, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It was a while, um, wasn't it? And she's to the point now, he's three, obviously just gone three, and he is pretty much eating all the normal foods. He's obviously still got mild issues with things like apple and carrot, like, you know, but most kids at this age mm-hmm. still still struggle with those sorts still of do. things. But, yeah, he's come such a long way. Yeah. Um, and then obviously his big thing is his is still his fluid intake and we don't know how long that's going to be but we're still – the feeding therapist is helping us with that and yeah. developing some of his neck shoulder strength to hopefully better coordinate mm-hmm. his swallow. But like his last swallow study, they said it was normal, but it doesn't add up to everything that is still going that on. It doesn't add up <laughs> at all. No. So you'll figure this out, Grecian. That's another shake your head. Well, no, I shake your head they're moment. very trustworthy. No. I do trust swallow studies when with younger children because they just mm. drink a like they drink a formula or milk bottle, um, gulp, yep. gulp, 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 and it's done. Um, as they get older, they can taste the dye that they put on or in the drinks. Oh. Um, so Jack, yep. his last swallow study, it was only recently, we used just water to start and nah, no way, he just spat it. And then we put it into like a juice. Mm. He, You could see he pulled it all to the back of his throat and did that like closed his eyes, grimaced and took one yep. swallow. And and then the next thing we tried mm-hmm. like a chocolate milk or something, same thing, put it all to the back of his mouth and took this big swallow, like this big gulp. And the lady's like, well, this isn't representative of his everyday swallow. It's not consistent no. swallows in a row. So she's like, we're literally just looking at one yep. swallow. And just because he didn't aspirate on that one swallow doesn't mean that he's not going to on like a, mean... a third or fourth swallow. Yep. So. Even she was like, this isn't a true representation. So when they get older, they just, they don't want to drink that dye. No. Yeah. No. I'll look forward to that that when we get to ours. Thanks. I definitely recommend starting with water. Start with something flavoured to at least disguise it. Because once they know, they just push. Yeah, Yeah, well, she's going to be hard enough anyway, isn't it? (sighs) Yeah, she doesn't. She just, I feel like we've tried everything, Mm. everything to get. Had to drink her water, and they keep saying, "Yeah, she needs to have minimum five hundred mils, or even a liter." I think our nutritionist wants yeah, us to build liter, up to a liter, and I'm like, <laughs> "There's no way." Good um, luck. <laughs> we are only on a really good day getting three hundred mils on yeah, a really what, really good day. But what other child her age is drinking a liter of water? Like I sometimes know, I feel like their expectations are. <laughs> well, so James like, certainly yeah. isn't. Like, there's no. My my mum goes, "I only drink about one cup a day." <laughs> Said, yeah. that, that's a problem mum <laughs> yeah I think you need to work on that mum I was just like I drink like four coffees I'm like no that doesn't count <laughs> doesn't count doesn't equal each other out but yeah there is there is this one leader standard that's just that's that's what they want Jack to get to to wean off his tube I was like okay well I'll see you in 20 that's, years yeah I was gonna <laughs> say maybe when he's an adult then 
I've talked them down to 800 mils because you technically have liquid in your diet. So with things mm-hmm. like, you know, wheat bix he has milk and yep. things like purees. I still give him fruit purees in his um, – Yep, and that's still all fluid. With fruit. And, yeah, and like yogurts and stuff. Like it's all water-based. So yep. but even 800 mils, like I'm literally putting – shoving the drink bottle in his mouth every five minutes mm-hmm. to get him to drink anywhere near that amount. Like, And then they get yep. over that's it how and I they feel. push it away. And then they're over <laughs> it and they push it away and then it's, again, mm. going around in circles yeah. and then it's like what's – is that going to cause other issues? By yeah. forcing them yeah. to like holding, I have to hold Riley down mm. to get her to drink. Yeah, then like at what point do you say, no, I'm not doing that? I've like had that. enough. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I haven't got to that point yet. I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> well, I'm very hopeful that when you do get regular speech input or some sort of feeding is the speechy mm, that mealtime support? Yeah, I was gonna say mealtime support that you'll get some tips and tricks because, yep. yeah, that's, that's what like we people need. talk about the the struggle with food and getting kids to eat. Like, imagine trying to get them to drink when drinking is, you know, much more important for your <laughs> health than for your it, body to function. Yeah, and I'm yeah. concerned about the long term effects of her not mm. like someday she has fifty meals. Yeah, yeah. Like long term effect of that that can't be good. Mm. Does she have any like? Does she ever get any bladder infections or anything? Like not that we're UTIs, aware of. Isn't it? But mm. she probably wouldn't even be able to tell us if she yeah. did have anything sore or anything. So mm. there's another language development. Like, yep, <sighs> yep. All right, so let's move into that. So obviously Riley is going to be getting speech as in language therapy. Yeah, mm-hmm. when they get yeah eventually yeah. yeah. Because what would you – has she been assessed as to see where she's delayed there or not yet? She has. Yeah. She has. She's had that um, assessment and she – I think she was delayed in all all areas but I'm trying to remember which one came up. I think it was the understanding and comprehension came up that she was okay. And I was like, mm, are you sure? Oh, you didn't no. agree? Yeah, okay. No, not really but mm. that's – it. that was the one that came up that was okay. Yeah. We've had speech as well for probably 18 months. And so when Jack was two, that was my main concern. He only had about probably five spoken words. And Mm -hmm. it was even the words that he was speaking were very difficult to understand. Like we knew what he was saying, but I don't know that other people would have. Um, And he's never, he's got a lot of communication issues, um, mostly expressive Mm-hmm. Um, his comprehension is completely fine. You could give him a 20-stage step of things to do and he would go and, yep. go and, and, do, it. and do it. Um, but it's definitely his expressive and his pronunciation. Um, mm-hmm. Again, even now he's got lots and lots of words. He's talking in sentences, but lots of other people would struggle to understand. Um, his M and his Ns are not M&Ns. Yeah, and he still struggles to um, bring words to his mind. So he, if I say find a dog in a book, he can point to the dog. But mm-hmm. if you point to the dog and get him to bring to tell you what it is, there's there's a gap there, um, mm-hmm. which you should be like by now he should be able to rely on his memory and be able to instantly bring up, oh, I yep. know that's a dog um, because yep. he can point but to there's a dog. That delay. But there is this like, yeah, there's a bit of a gap there. So, um, yeah, but again, our speech therapist, She's done wonders, absolute wonders. Um, and you're thinking just a year he's gone from 
five words to chatting away. Just like, making sentences. Yeah. 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 Such amazing progress. And it just shows the importance, yeah, of what it shows the importance of early intervention and that's why you get angry yeah. when people like yourself can't access it. When you finally get the funding, you can't actually access the the, yeah. the support that you need. Yeah. yeah, definitely. With Jack's expressive side, do you find that he needs to, does he mouth things? Does he get frustrated? Oh, he, yeah. So that sensory seeking side? Does that come out yeah. when he can't express what's going on? Yeah, and he's just, it's more of his, I think it's more of an emotional regulation thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not being able to express. That was a that was a big thing earlier when he didn't have many words at all. That was huge um, because other kids at two can at least tell you what they want a little bit, like it, the yeah. simple things I can drink. Um, but he was just, it was a lot of pointing um, and then mm-hmm. he would scream things, but I didn't understand anything. Like he was, he didn't even know what he was saying. Um, and then it got to the point of like the, the what we call the tantrums or the meltdowns. But it's for mm-hmm. him, it was just he didn't know how else to get his point across to, to express yeah, what yeah, he right. wants and how he feels. Yeah, yeah. And now it's more frustrations yep. that he can't. So it's more of an emotional. He can't emotionally regulate understand. Himself. Or regulate himself and yep. it ends up with he's bit he's bitten James mm-hmm. and I know this is all most toddlers go through these stages but his are uh, probably I'd say to extremes mm-hmm. um yeah and there's a big need for control with Jack mm-hmm. um he's had so little control over so many aspects of his life that he now has a need to control pretty much all aspects of his yeah, life, what which he, is what he thinks he challenge, can control. What he can, yeah, yeah, which is really challenging for me. But I now that I've got that understanding, it was our OT actually that that told me that that's because I said, why is he so fiercely independent and get so angry if I even try to help him with mm, the simplest anything. little things? And why is he so stubborn about needing to wear that jumper? Um, it's just like he just these are the things that he can control let him control them just give mm-hmm. him the control and then you don't have to fight with him all day like obviously simple things like we've I think we've talked about this in another podcast I can't let him run across the road like mm-hmm. he wants to yeah but when it's safe give him give him the choice let them just have yeah. it otherwise it's it's worse for you and I'm them. sure you have you noticed that like the difference between Riley yeah. and Hannah there oh yeah. definitely yeah 100 percent like exactly, yeah. exactly the same thing. Riley's is that frustration if Hannah takes something off her, um, or Macy comes along and does something, or in, literally it can mm. be anything. She will just get frustrated that she doesn't know how to respond to it, so she either hits herself or bites herself or bites her sisters. Mm. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Have you been given any? Have they talked through that with your therapies yet, or like any strategies there? A little bit, but not that much because that comes under more OT-wise. Mm. Mm. So I don't have enough tools in my toolbox, as my OT would say, to deal with that yeah. yet. So I am yeah. looking forward to learning more how to deal with it because, yeah, trying to get her to understand and then Hannah to understand if she's been bitten. Yeah. Like I've got two kids. Yeah. And that's the thing. Hannah is still young as well. So we're... With James, James is that little bit older and he can understand that Jack yep. doesn't He doesn't get it, he can't. Yep. Yeah. So James, 
bless him, will not retaliate mm. if he's bitten. He's very good at, I mean, obviously it hurts and he, yeah. there's, he'll he'll push Jack off, but there is no hitting back or, yeah, um, yeah and that sounds I like feel Adeline for him well. because it's almost like he's, he's learnt these behaviours and that he needs to control himself a little bit because mm. yeah, there's no point getting angry at Jack because he's just going to come back twice as hard. Twice as hard. <laughs> it's going to hurt more yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely like Adeline. Yeah. Adeline understands now about like regulating emotions and things like that. And I'm like, she's mm. a, she's only six and almost seven. And she's like, she yeah. even says to us like, are you regulating right now? Do you need to go regulate, <laughs> mum? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. I'm going to walk hilarious. away. Like it's so funny because we're so open with it. That's hilarious. Trying that's to so like. Funny. Yeah, but she's like how quickly yeah. it does. It impacts on them and they have to grow up pretty quickly mm-hmm. um with in this you know in this side of things like yeah oh bless her yeah she's pretty cute in terms of tools and strategies we've we've got a lot of little things that we do with jack um like a lot of giving him control is a big thing for him mm-hmm. um and giving him choice so i find if he's given so jack's got a lot of sensory stuff which we'll get into mm-hmm. but if i give him choices of the things that I know he's going to like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's not always possible, but at least I know that he's going to choose something that is still safe or yeah, And he's um, still okay. going to feel like he has And he's still going to feel like he has that choice, yeah. Um, yeah. Like if he doesn't want to hold my hand to cross the road, I'll say, would you want to put a sticker on mum's leg and you can hold the sticker or, mm-hmm. you know, just finding other ways. And then, Around or do you want to hold James? Do you want to hold James's hand? Or do you want to go on mummy's shoulders? Um, yep. Whereas in the past, when I didn't understand all of this, I would just be, I'd get frustrated, frustrated. and I'd just, just pull grab his on. hand yep. and grab him and half drag him across the road. Yep. But he's obviously against that. So he's kicking and screaming. So it's, yeah, with little things like that, that seem simple, but at the time, I wasn't thinking of them Mm-mm. because I I didn't yeah didn't have those strategies, and that's yeah. why I've still got to learn. Yeah, I need like we try, but we still don't have enough of those strategies because I find yeah. they don't. Not everything we've tried works consistently with Riley, so we yeah, need to find what works yep. for her. So hence yep. therapies and trying different strategies. Find what mm. works for Riley because it's not going to work for every child a certain no. way, how no. they yeah. regulate, how they um, control yeah. their emotions, how they let their frustrations out. Well, yeah, that need for control and that giving kids a choice, that's not going to work for every child. That works for Jack because that's part of his history mm-hmm. is having such little control and that's a lot of the reason for why he he is so fiercely independent but it's not to say that it's going to be the case. And, like, a lot, I know a lot of sensory kids like Jack um, responds to touch a lot more than others. He's mm-hmm. a big throwing his body on the ground jumping banging um but he doesn't necessarily always respond like some people say they just have to give their kids a big hug like what we do with Riley sometimes to try and like when they're frustrated but it doesn't work for him he goes the opposite Mm -hmm. way he doesn't he's a very touchy sensitive kid but in that moment that's not what works for him Um, definitely doesn't work so yeah it's like you said it's different kids need need different things and yeah and for like the OT with his emotions, they're like, we need you need to tell him when he's angry. You need to say, I can see that you're angry right now, and 
it's okay to be angry. And if I try to get down on his level and talk to him like that when he's angry, he's going to hit me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like some kids will respond to that and they need to be talked through it, but he's still not at that comprehension level yet. No, the comprehension's he's, he's, not yeah, there. So yeah. he's. <laughs> so he's I not tried that with that. him once and I got whacked and I was like, right, okay. Not doing that again. Cross yeah. that off the list. Off yeah. the list of things See, to try. Whatever we do with Riley, like if we try that with Riley, she just laughs at our face. She thinks it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So and then we get more frustrated because she's freaking laughing at us. And you're and trying it's like, to be so Stop. serious. <laughs> you're trying to be so serious, but she's laughing her head off. And then the moment's gone. Like, yeah. It's completely gone. She's not aware of what's going on. And off she goes. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. What am I meant to do now? Yeah. Like, so far out of your comfort zone sometimes, too. Like, yourself. Like, in, especially out in public, like, this is the, the tricky thing is, yeah. And I don't like calling them meltdowns or tantrums, but Jack's just. When they have those moments. Yeah, and yes. but he's just so whatever you want to do, he does the opposite. And, the, again, there's yeah. that need to push the, say push the limits or push the boundaries, but it's just his need to have control. And I'll be like, I'll, be, I'll run into someone that I know at the coffee shop and He's there one minute standing right next to me and I turn my head for a second and I'm like, oh, my God, where's Jack? And everyone, like I yep. I just feel so bad, like the worst person ever because everyone, you know, the person that I'm talking to is like, oh, she's lost her child. <laughs> and it's yep. just. Great oh, mother yeah, there. And like, like... I just, I don't know. He's he's so busy that it's just, it's really hard in public. But um, Do you find he's just constantly on the go? Like you were saying, he just doesn't know when to stop. He's just constantly. Yeah. I just find Riley's just go, 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 go. Yeah. And, but he's, yeah, he just, I can't even, I can't even describe it, to be honest. It's just hectic. Um, So to the point, you know, now I try and use the, I didn't use the pram for a long time because he wanted to walk. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I try and use that as a fun game. Like, if you sit in the pram and we do fast runs and slow runs, because if he's in the pram, then I don't mm-hmm. have to worry. No, he's gonna run off. Or um, that's why I love the pram so much. Yeah. I'm so grateful the twins stayed in the pram for so long. Yeah, well, yeah. And Riley still will go in the pram now. I'm so so grateful. There's another hot tip: use the pram for as long as you can. Keep get them use used the to pram the pram as long as you can. If you've got a runner or a, from day yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. yep. Hey guys, it's Grecian. Unfortunately, since we recorded this episode, both Amy and my life has been quite literally turned upside down with Jack and Riley being admitted to hospital for long stays. So we've decided to split this episode into two to get us through the next couple of weeks, hence why it finishes abruptly. Next week, you'll hear the other half of this chat where we talk all things sensory difficulties, challenging behaviours, poo and medical trauma. Thank you so, so much for your understanding. We may be quieter on social media for this same reason, but we know if anyone understands the reality of these tricky situations, it is you guys. We appreciate you all so much and we look forward to being on the other side and sharing our updates with you soon. Please take care. It's been a shit winter and I hope you all have a better week than we are having. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.